If you like chunky 80s sci-fi, Ridley Scott's Alien, do we have the movie for you. I'm talking Lily Cat. Cat being the acronym. And we'll talk about that and much more this week on Shonen and Suds. Cody. I feel like I just left you. Chris, we, we can I quit you? <laughs> yeah, we actually did just uh unfortunately had to had to come back to reality and go back home. Leave Orlando did, behind. How sad. <laughs> oh indeed, indeed. Man, it's it's weird to think about that a we- at this time a week ago I was on the train down to Orlando and it was boy was that not fun. The train the Orlando was fun, but the train was not fun. Yeah, your thirty dollar oh. uh <laughs> microwave pizza and <laughs> Dude, that, that that fucking meal was the same price as my flight back. <laughs> that that's actually Think about true. that, dude. Do the fucking do the fucking math on that, dude. Um, which, by the way, that fucking Spirit flight on the way back was tremendous. Like quality, Cody. It was a quality flight. I would. I had leg room. I had like that was the cleanest goddamn plane I've ever been on in my entire life thought it was going to be packed was it not full uh it was i would say it was probably about 70 percent full did you have a person on either side of you or how did it work <laughs> uh well i was though well, there was well i was in the aisle seat like there was th- you know yeah there's three on each side i was mm. in the aisle seat and i had two people next to me but i had plenty of room i never felt like i and i'm six foot four 250 pounds like i'm not a little guy Oh, the fact that I had room and wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was invading anybody else's space. And the people next to me weren't small either. Oh, like I was very, very impressed. I was expecting this thing just to be just a a tube where we do, they grease us up to see this next to each other. But, uh, it was not the case. Yeah. I I might have to look at spirit in the future because my, my flights were, uh, you know, I love Southwest, but Southwest prices are just, they're Mm. a little, they're a little out of hand sometimes. Let's just say that you get your bags. We'll, you get your bags free, but you, you kind of pay for them. It seems like, but uh, right, they they just jack up your prices. And, and to be fair, we did hit a little bit of turbulence, but it was because like a storm. It seemed like a storm was moving into Orlando as we were taking off. So like, um, so just a little little bumps there in the beginning, but then it was just like we're up and we're beginning our descent into Richmond, Virginia. And there was it was windy in Richmond, so like. The little bumps on the way down, but I felt like I got through like the first like I I, I was just sitting there watching Tenant on my phone, and it was like oh shit we're we're here already. The flight was supposed to be two hours. I got home in like an hour and tw- I, the flight was like an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, I had spent literally twelve hours at the goddamn airport because of the time of my flight versus when we had to check out and get y'all back to Jacksonville to fly out. What a good time, man. I could talk about that all day long, but Cody, that's not why we're here. We are here because we are back for Shonen and Suds. I'm Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. If you have seen my thumb, I'd give myself the old Adam Cole boom uh, thumb <laughs> point when I said my name there. Uh, that's right, Chris. We enjoyed yeah. some wrestling this weekend. We got to, we got to f- not, not film a live episode. I guess we could have, but you know, we were too busy getting drunk. Um, yeah, but we actually got to watch the we watched the movie together. It's on Amazon while we were 
recovering from Friday at the Airbnb, and while old fucking uh, our old buddy Irving was dead to the world, yeah. he was so hammered that it had been a long day of drinking for a long weekend of drinking for a lot of us. Yeah. Friday Friday night was pretty rough. Saturday mm-hmm. morning was pretty rough. Uh, <laughs> into Saturday afternoon, I mean, it just <laughs> it just continued pretty much. I think Sunday we kind of took it easy on ourselves. Yeah, I definitely took it easy on Sunday. I had enough. I had enough beers to be feeling real loose when we got into the arena, but then I just rode all that shit down. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Like you said, we got to watch Lilycat first time together watching a show. It was pretty cool. It's uh, it's a it was a good movie. It was it was predictable. It, you know, it was extremely predictable. But most eighty sci fi movies are predictable, right? Oh yeah, this is just. I mean, y- your characters are making all the dumb mistakes. Like, hey, whenever somebody's alone, they're getting killed. <laughs> like, all right, split let's, up. let's all split up. <laughs> like, um, we're, we're, you wait here while we go do this. And they're like, you got it. I'll I'll stand right here, only yeah. to not be there much longer. Yeah, it's still still an enjoyable time. You know, it's it's a super short movie. I think it's only like an hour and five minutes or six, something. Yeah, it it definitely has a real quick runtime, and it's a what I like about it too is it's it's very accessible. It's it, it is just a survival sci-fi movie. You're introduced to this cast of characters right off the bat, and something's gonna go wrong. You, you know something's gonna go wrong, and you know they're all just gonna get picked off one by one. That's that's what we have here. It's a it's a classic '80s movie style, right? Like '80s sci. You know, we're talking like Alien, Predator. Um, you know, trying to think of one where it kind of, I guess, RoboCop in reverse, you know what I mean? Like there's all these things where you have like your group of heroes and they're facing an unknown enemy and they just, you know, you know, not all of them are going to live. Right. Oh yeah. Chris, I, I brought it up on the trip. I talked about deep rising. Another, another, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> just like deep rising. Another classic. Um, yeah, yes. you, you can kind of pinpoint like. Even from the jump, you can kind of tell who's going to be the important people here. Um, we have our guy who... I don't remember all their names, I'm going to be honest. I hardly remember any of them. Um, outside the only of... one you need to remember is my man Dick Barry from the Australian office. <laughs> That's right. He will let you know. <laughs> he lets uh, everybody know he's from the fucking Australian office. Yeah, him and then the fucking Wolverine. Like... Oh, the captain, dog. The captain, oh, fucking just... captain... captain Wolverine is what I, what I like to call him. Um... <laughs> he was great. And the voice actor for him, I swear to God, if that you made an anime in the '80s, this guy was doing a voice for your movie. It looks like the actor was Mike Reynolds. He, oh, dude, he's he's Chief Tanaka in Eight Men After. Oh, dude, he's he's. I'm telling you, man, like this he's guy in, he's was. In, ev- he's in a lot of stuff. He's in both Mr. Nezu, Akira, fucking Armitage, the Big O. Yeah, Big O, Cowboy Bebop, Fist of the North Star. He's. He's pretty much just been in every like. Mm-hmm. Dude, I promise you, stuff. if you've watched anime, you have heard this guy's voice. Outlaw Star, a lens man. There you go, Chris. <laughs> oh, dude, he plays um. Who does he play in Lens Man? He plays um. I, I think he, he he's either Buzzkirk or um. Or uh, uh, Kim Kennison's father. No, no, he plays the admiral. He plays the admiral in Lens Man. Sorry, 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 Admiral Hayes. Okay. And the thing is, all every every adult male in that movie sounds exactly alike. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's definitely been around the uh, the anime world, 
and uh okay yeah, right because i'm looking at right here so in so there's Lensman's secret of the lens and Lensman, he, he they have him listed as gary kennison so gary kennison is kim kennison's father so he may do he may do both yeah this the point is this guy fucking does the work yeah, just a staple and and dub in like the eighties and early nineties, it seems. That's right. Good do it. We salute. Get this man a lifetime achievement award. That's right. Um, yeah, here he plays uh, Captain Mike Hamilton. Uh, right, the old hard nose. Don't give a fuck about nothing anymore because he's like two hundred years old. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't care. He does not give a fuck. Um, yeah, before we jump into Lily Cat, just once per usual, you know, just spoilers ahead. We're gonna we're gonna go through this of course. movie. Uh, to a T, as as always. So this is your warning, guys. But um, yeah, get off I, the train here. I I enjoyed it, and uh, you know I I'd love to talk about it, Chris. But we got we got something else we got to talk about, right? Um, yeah, we well we got a couple things. We got some news, a little bit of news to go over. Um, you know we got we got a man. I don't know how I have the strength to even drink anything right now, Cody. <laughs> but I but I do, and I am. But uh, you know, but first, Cody. Let's talk about a little bit of news. I mean, I know we, you know, I'm starting to see more when I pull up the Funimation app there that you're met right there on the front page with the, yeah, uh, we're getting ready to roll over into Crunchyroll, so you may want to go ahead and uh, go ahead and get that shit situated. Like they're 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 warning you now that uh, this isn't going to be around much longer. So get your shit get your shit together. Yeah, and it seems like we're gonna eventually. I haven't gotten this email unless I deleted uh-huh. it by accident, which I'll probably have to go back and check after the cast is done. Um, huh. We're supposed to get an email from Funimation if you have an existing account that will give mm-hmm. you that 60-day free trial on Crunchyroll. Nice, nice. Um, I'll check waiting. my email as well. I'm just waiting for my email. I hope I didn't delete it because I delete emails very oh, quickly, no. like as soon as I wake up. So, um, <laughs> I hope mine's not in my spam folder, which it could easily be there. Hopefully, it didn't get cut. But uh, you know, they they've brought over a, even more anime. They or some anime they had brought over earlier, I think last mm-hmm. week when we were talking about it. Um, but now we mm-hmm. just have another new list of shows going over. I'll just read off some of the big ones that I recognize. We have Assassination mm-hmm. Classroom. Nice. Overlord. Devil is a mm-hmm. Part-Timer. Um, Rosario plus Vampire. And... Mm-hmm. Another big one. Oh, Kaguya-sama Love is War. Another big hit. Would you call me? Exactly. <laughs> um, so it's it, the merge is beginning. Uh, pretty soon we'll just they'll just kick us off and send us over to Crunchyroll eventually. Um, nice. Yeah, more more anime being added to the list over there at the Crunchyroll Funimation extravaganza, if you will. Um, and then fantastic. And then Chris, we got some. Uh, I got I got a little bit more news, but you actually had mentioned that there's a new uh, Dragon Ball. Is it Dragon Ball Super trailer for the new movie? Yeah, yeah, the Dragon Ball Super Heroes trailer. Man, man, it looks good, Cody. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't super keen on it at first, but you know, I like Dragon Ball, so I was gonna watch it anyway. But now that I realize that like the villains in the movie are the fucking Red Ribbon Army, dog, I am so in. And I've heard rumors that like Cell is back in this, dude. I'm so hype this movie now, um, because all of like you know again i'm an old man i watched og dragon ball when i was a kid when i was a young in and i always liked the villains i always liked the red ribbon army and like mercenary tau and all them but like 
Red Ribbon Army is such a great recurring villain for Dragon Ball, right? Because if you ever need somebody like a good grounded Earth villain, but they can still do some wacky shit to be extremely powerful and keep up with these crazy power levels that they're at now. Dude, Red Ribbon Army, they're your guys. They're, they're like Dolph Ziggler, man. They're just reliable. <laughs> exactly. I think, And they probably also slept with CM Punk's one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I man. <laughs> yeah, I actually wish Red Ribbon Army got more time in, like, Dragon Ball Z and, like, uh, and, like, Super. But, I mean... Goku did kind of lay waste to them when he was a kid. You know, from being a child up to being a teenager, he was just clapping their cheeks nonstop. Um, except for, I guess, mm-hmm. Dr. Jiro did make it to, like, Z and... And GT technically, if you want to count oh, that God. as canon. Oh, God. But we don't do that here. But yeah. I'm excited to... The movie looks really good. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. If Cell comes back, that's crazy. I mean... You might as well. Absolutely. I mean, it pretty much just lines up the next fucking Dragon Ball movie. It'll just be fucking Kid Boo comes back or something. We'll see. Um, Absolutely. I'm in. I'm definitely in. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, And that comes out, is it this summer, I believe? Uh, We should. It comes, like, I want to say April is when it premieres in Japan. And again, I think, which means we'll probably get it here around early summer. I, I would, I'd be extremely surprised if we don't get it. If it's if we don't get it by the end of summer, though, I don't know the contents of the movie. And Cody, look, listen, let's. Uh, I'm gonna be serious for a minute, or at least serious enough. I mean, obviously, there's you know there's there's some some things happening in the world that are causing things to delay or change. I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about you know what you know what's happening with like Russia and Ukraine. Um, and I, normally I wouldn't say that would be relevant to anime, but it could be like, if there's, there, if there's things in this movie that are talking about like war and invasion, they may pull the plug on it temporarily. And I, and I'm only basing that on the companies are doing that now. Like a perfect example is Nintendo. The, uh, Advance Wars reboot camp was supposed to be coming out in April. Nintendo has delayed it indefinitely because of what's happening with Russia and Ukraine, because they, they don't think it's in good taste, right? Which I get. Actually, Chris, I'm, I'm, I just saw that on this on the anime news that I'm looking up right now. I, just, I see the same thing you're talking about. Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. yeah so, and, so... And, I know, and I know Japan's always very, um, I don't know, cautious is the word. Um, conservative. Conserv- yeah. Conservative and stodgy. It's very part, it seems like it's very part of the culture. Yeah, because even, like, certain things, like, I remember, you know, not to go on any crazy tangent, but when Final Fantasy XIV got rebooted, there was, mm-hmm. you know, there's the Titan and the Leviathan fights that are in that game. Mm-hmm. And they delayed those fights um, just because there was, like, recent earthquakes and tsunamis, and those those summons represent those elements, like Earth and water, and, like... Yeah. Um, Japan's always trying to, like... And, and I'm sure there's other countries that do this, too, but they always want to, like... You know, they don't want to put anything out in like poor taste or like a bad timing or anything like that. So, right, I could definitely see this this whole invasion of Ukraine definitely affecting some things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I don't know, and usually it it'll happen when it happens, right? Right, right. And then um, let's see. <laughs> no, not to not to keep the the somber news going, Chris. Um, for any Jujutsu Kaisen fans, um, I know it's a highly requested show for us to watch on the podcast. Um, but the manga is actually going on a hiatus, um, due to the author's poor health. 
Oh no. Yeah, so I I don't know. Let me see if I can figure out what's actually going on with him. His poor Why physical health. Why all the bad and, news? Yeah, Cody. poor physical health and currently recovering. Um, doesn't look like it says like anything that's wrong with him, like in particular. But he's in poor health, so he's recovering. So they're they're on a little hiatus for now. Um, and then Chris. Now now we'll move to the to the positive stuff, right? Um, Yay! I didn't know this was actually happening, but Shinmu is getting an yeah, anime. Yeah, there's an anime, dude. That's so <laughs> hype, isn't it? I had no idea, I, but it looks pretty good. We have like characters. Tell me about the sailors, Cody. Tell me about the sailors. <laughs> we have like we have like new, I guess, character models, and like they're announcing like the Japanese voice cast. It looks like this is gonna premiere. Um, oh, it already premiered. I'm sorry. It's where, on. Is it on? Where is it? Is it on? We're Netflix? slacking, we Chris. The we're slacking. It premiered on February sixth. Where? On Crunchyroll, Chris. We don't have Crunchyroll. Oh, oh, it's a Crunchyroll. Oh, right. Chris, it's a Crunchyroll original. This is why we got to go to Crunchyroll. Oh, see, there we go. That that <laughs> Shinmu has enough star power to make to. They're just like, you know what? Fuck Funimation. We all just need to go to Crunchyroll. Well, that explains everything. Yeah, I I, I need to finish the Shinmu games because I think I played beginning of the first one like three Christmases ago. Dude, I, just... I played the first one when it came out on Dreamcast, and it it was just like this is this. Gaming will never get better than this. This it will never get, uh, it will never get this complex, right? Boy, was I wrong, <laughs> dude. I think I got to the like I played through like the beginning scenario, and then I got to where oh. you can like kind of free roam around town. Mm -hmm. and I had no idea where to go, Chris. I just knocked on like every single person's door, like, please help me progress the storyline. Such a, <laughs> such a different game, right? It was so different for, what, 1999, 2000 or whenever it came out? Yeah, it, was just, it was just crazy how much, like, exploration there is in the game. Like, yeah. I thought it was just going to be a straightforward kind of storyline, then, like... Dude, I'm, I'm out there in Shinmu getting jobs down at the docks. Yeah, Again, get... <laughs> dude, I was like, this is great. This is real life. Yeah, like, I remember going to the trophy list to try and find, like, some hint of where I should mm -hmm. go, and it's like become an expert level forklift driver i'm like what the fuck like what is this game <laughs> um you, want, you need to get like that master license yeah but um yeah that that anime i, I guess began premiering on february 6th so i'm not sure why they're revealing the cast now i'm sure if we don't have a whole like forklift driving episode the show sucks oh that's what i'm saying man we got to um yeah maybe when it's, it's so it's still currently streaming um okay Subbed and everything like that. It'll eventually be dubbed, of course. Um, yeah, maybe we something we can keep our eye on a future list. Yeah, we'll keep our eye on that for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's about all the news I have this week. Oh, I'm well. I'm glad to hear that, Cody, because all this, all this jaw and all this yapping <laughs> got me mighty shirsty, awfully parched, I must say. So, Cody, I need to know what you drinking. All right, Chris. Ooh. I know that probably only sounded like a half crack. Um, that was a bitch crack. It was a bitch crack. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because when you were doing your intro spiel, uh -huh. I, had, I was already cracking the beer, and I was like, oh. And I, like, I had already let the, the, the condens or not the condensation, like the carbonation leak out, and mm -hmm. I was like, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but we're once again back with the Bud Light Seltzer Sours. Um, of course, 
We couldn't find these when we were in Orlando, uh, unfortunately. But we, I finally got to taste the soda ones, Cody. I was real mm-hmm. happy about it. And um, I like, uh, you know, just to, just so I can finally, you know, I don't want to interrupt you while you go over the oh, sour. No, please, I, got, please, I, I, please. I, I I'm to- totally forgot about this. Um, love the orange. Love the cola. The uh, the lemon lime was probably my least favorite, um, just because to me it tasted almost like uh, it almost tasted more like lemon lime Gatorade or like can it tasted more like candy than anything else. Um, the other ones thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, I still enjoyed the lemon lime one, but it wasn't my favorite. Uh, the orange, the cola, and the what was it the cherry cola? I think was the other one. Yeah, yeah, they, they were all good. The cola was actually my favorite. Really? That's interesting because yeah. that's my least favorite. So that's we, so funny. We have a crack of twelve of them. We can we can divvy them up accordingly. <laughs> we can tr- we can tra- trade these. And then we did the, the the retro pack. Those were really good too. Yeah, and you hadn't had those either yet, right? No, no, yeah, not so at all. The, I had not had those. Yeah, the blue, whatever the blue raspberry blue kind, and then there's the, the red cherry berry or something. Yeah, and then the cherry limeade, I believe, is the last one. Yeah, um, they were good as fuck. Yeah, I got those. Like I think. The weekend they came out here, uh, down mm-hmm. at, down at the the old Friar Tux, um, picked up right. those. Um, but yeah, got to, got to got to get you some of the some of the things I've had months ago. You know, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm so far behind the curve here. I leave it to Florida to have all the alcohol you need. Exactly. Um, yeah, today I got the Bud Light Seltzer Sour Lemon. Um. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't like this one as much as the blue raspberry, but it's it's still doable. It's almost too tart, like on the initial taste, um, and you know, hence the sour, of course. But mm-hmm. not my favorite so far. The blue raz is currently first place on that list. Um, but you know, still five percent alcohol, hundred calories. You know, keeping our figures mm-hmm. in check for when we go to, you know, we got our we got our swimsuits on in Florida, Chris. You know how this goes. We're watching our, oh, our girlish figures out here. Um, well, not the way we were eating at IHOP that morning. <laughs> That's right, because they were just slinging every part of pork they could onto my plate. They're like, you want some hot dogs, sausage, some ham, some bacon? I'm just like, Jesus Christ. We're going to slather that in a couple of over-easies. <laughs> Dude, I had the whole pig. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm having the Bud Light Seltzer Sour Lemon. Uh, what about you, Chris? What are you having today? Oh, I'm going quanti- quality over quantity this time. I'm only doing one tonight, but I've got uh, one of my favorites. It's also what I had in the fridge um, from one of my favorite breweries, uh, Lagunitas, um, out in California. And I actually remembered I had it in the fridge because I was talking about it. I actually need to send you guys a picture of that butterfly knife bottle opener that I got from them. Um, but So it's, it's called Brown Sugar. It's uh, It's... It was originally a barley wine, and now they classify it as an American strong ale. Um, so this is probably one of the best accidents in brewing history, in my opinion. So, you know, there's IPAs, and then there's double IPAs. They were trying to brew a batch of a new double IPA, or it was either their their core IPA or double IPA, or they were trying to brew a new one. Well, they kept adding more, like they added too much malt. Then they added more hops to kind of counteract it. Then they then they just kept kind of adding more until it was more or less ruined. What they did was they added a bunch of brown sugar to it to try to salvage it. They ended up coming up with this whole new beer that is fucking delicious. Um, it's interesting. So it's it's, yeah, made, it's really really good. Made a bunch of mess ups and ended up coming up with something good. 
Oh, dog, there are a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of just old fucking tokers out there, man. They, <laughs> they're just like, fuck it. How can we fix this? I don't want to waste this. Um, it's really, really good. Um, very malty, a little bit of sweetness. Um, the, the hot bitterness is very balanced by the, uh, you know, the malty sweetness, uh, 10% alcohol. So your boy's going to be feeling pretty right after this, but, um, it's one of my favorites and it's one, it's one you can find year round. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it used to be seasonal, but you can get it pretty much all the time now. Um, really great for winter, early spring, like right now, there's a little nip in the air. These these are the types of beers I like to drink this time of year. So, uh, fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm a big barley wine guy, which again, barley wine, just think, when you think barley wine, think just a heavier, more or less bigger than a double IPA. But you'll also see them classified again as American strong ales, because... I don't know. It's a, it's such a, it can be kind of a catch-all style if that makes any sense. Okay. Interesting. So, another beer lesson for you. Love that. Love that. And uh, yeah, that's what we're drinking. And Chris, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to talk about some, uh, some, some cheesy uh, <laughs> classic '80s trope movie. Dude, this well, time in the anime am... form, of course. Um, well, I am here for it. Let's, uh, you know, let's hop into our. Uh, to our cryogenic sleep chambers, and let's fast forward, Cody, all the way to the 23rd century. Um, and of course, we're talking about Lily Cat, C A T being an acronym, and we'll say what that acronym means um, in a little bit. But just a real quick tale of the tape this movie was released in sept- uh, September 1st, 1987, uh, directed by Hisayuki uh, Turumi and uh, Toriyumi, sorry, Toriyumi and one of the things that was really cool here, Cody, that I never noticed until you said something. Uh, some of the character designs in this movie are done by Yoshitaka Amano, and you know how we feel. We know how we feel about Amano here. That's right. Yeah, our boy Amano. Of course, you know our, our we our roots are in Final Fantasy, but Amano has been appearing quite often in, in the anime world as well. Obviously, we talked about him when we talked about Vampire Hunter D. Um, I want to say there was one more we talked about. I'm trying to think. Um, that's a good question. Um, Basically, we did Vampire because, Hunter I mean, D and Bloodlust. Because yeah, he uh, he does quite a bit. I'm just trying to take a look at some of his. Um, I'm going through the some, going yeah, through he's the got, list right he's now. Just, he's just done so many. My God, Holy Cat, Vampire Hunter D. Um, that might be the only one that we've watched that he's done so far. Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe I'm just thinking of the two Vampire Hunter D movies. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um. But I know one one that he is known for that is one of my absolute favorites is Kashan, uh, Robot Hunter. Um, that's an that's one I would love to dive into um, later on. But um, interesting, yeah. yeah. Never even heard. Of really, it. really awesome. Oh, cause it's so good. It's absolutely good. Uh, fantastic. But um, yeah, so that was really cool. I, I as many times as I've seen this movie, I never. And his name is massive on the credits. I just never put two and two together. I just never even noticed it. Because usually, like, I guess when the credits are on, I'm just kind of not really paying attention. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but we got a short movie here, Cody. It, it clocks in at just over an hour. So it was a very, very easy watch. And they tell a lot of story and get a lot done in this hour. Like, Truth be told, man, if you're doing a show that's an hour and you want to tell a complete story, though the the ending is a little weak. I, I'll go ahead and I'll admit that the ending's just kind of a just kind of ends kind of thing. But before you get to like the last two minutes of the movie, they tell a lot of story here. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and even the ending, like, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get to that when we get to it. But I I thought it was I thought it was fine. Um, no, he hit old girl with the one liner in the fucking droopy eyes. He fucking <laughs> was like, he's gonna take her to 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 a to a Chili's and get some two for one drinks all day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, By the way, uh, so I love how we traveled that great distance. We didn't, you know, I, 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 I'm a big food guy. I love food destinations when I travel. I love that we traveled all that way to eat at fucking Chili's and fucking IHOP. But to be fair, the only reason we, we went to Chili's, ironically, especially when Irving was like, yeah, Chili's just does two for one alcohol down here all the fucking time. And it was like. Oh, that's the play, right? Yeah, they don't do that at the Chili's I was at. They didn't do it. They at the... don't do that here either. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do that at the Chili's at the at the airport bar. Me and Brian were at. Like, I I will choke to... down some dude. If I ever move to Florida, like I already go to Chili's enough as it is. Um, <clears throat> never leave. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go there like at least once a week at that point what i'm saying dude and i will gladly choke down some extreme popper egg roll fajita whatever i'll <laughs> they're they're canned ass fucking corporate food if i can just drink two for one drinks all goddamn day yeah sign me up exactly yeah i digress cody i don't know if they have chilies in the 23rd century where we're going but so in this future um we there are uh, you know Typical 80s sci-fi, everything's corporate run. Uh, I mean, not too really different from now. But um, uh, humanity has explored the vastness of space. They now survey, they, they do a lot of surveys for planets for mining. Corporations send will send survey teams out for, to just check the materials on planets. You know, that it's, they, they want all of these different elements and items, or, you know, just kind of like Avatar almost, right? Where they're like, you want the what, what was it called, unobtainium or whatever on on Avatar, something like that, yeah, yeah. That, that's literally this, right? They're going to these other planets for these materials, and um, here we are. Uh, we are introduced to the members, uh, the survey team from the Sci uh, Syncam Corporation, um, and they found a, a relatively new planet, and they hired um, a shuttle company. Um, and they used a, a deep. They hired a deep space ship to basically send them to this planet to survey and report back. Um, you had, and these are all members. They, 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 these are all people on this uh, survey team. They're all from different offices, which we find out very quickly. You've got someone from Japan. You've got a few people from America. Uh, you've got people, I think, from like China, Hong Kong, Russia. Uh, you've got people from uh, Australia. <laughs> Zachris, you were you were avoiding old Dick Berry from the Australian uh, old division. Oh, fucking DB from Australia. So, um, so in this intro, the the beginning's very quick. They're all getting stripped down into their skivvies so they can get into this cryo chamber because they're basically this is a twenty year journey that they're going on, which that that time is kind of important because when they um oh. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. So they're they're in cryo sleep for 20 years. Well, during the journey from Earth to this planet, uh, the ship actually the ship's computer detects some debris that's flying through space, and the ship collects a sample of this debris, which uh, which actually that debris had a bunch of extraterrestrial like bacteria on it, and this ship has now become this this bacteria has now become loose in the ship. 
Oh yeah, um, we, we have our we have our monster now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got we the, the, the early beginnings of our villain here. Yeah, we had not. the setup, and now we have the bacteria, which is just going to ruin everything. Yes. It's going to fuck up a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it does. It uh, it definitely is not going to be great. Um, so <clears throat> basically, what happens after this? Um, the ship's crew wakes up. Everybody's kind of getting their, you know, getting their wits about them. And I can't remember if it was before or after this where we see, um, well, one of the uh, one of the crew members has a cat with them. Uh, mm -hmm. and the the cat's name is Lily. Um, ironically, so <laughs> the um, or I guess unironically, if you really think about it. But um, I want to say we see something happen to the cat. Yeah, Lily here, or the Lily ends up running into like we don't really get to see what the bacteria has come but you can tell like the cat's like hissing at this this bacteria there's something on the ship there's yeah. something very real and very dangerous on this ship yeah and then um, then lily comes back to like where all the humans are and they're all getting out of their their pods and everything and uh i can't mm -hmm. what's the blonde girl's name oh that is uh that's nancy nancy yeah nancy was worried that lily like <laughs> first of all <laughs> i don't know how time works on this thing but mm -hmm. I know, like, if you're inside the pods, it preserves, like, your age. Like, you don't age, essentially. Yeah. Um. Like, the cat wasn't in the pod, so is this cat just 20 years older? I don't know how that, how that well, all... Know. Well, Who fed the cat, the... Chris? <laughs> I have no clue. But we actually find out. I don't know. There, don't know if that was her cat that was out and about. Which we kind of get... It gets a little confusing there. If I were to say anything, there's... You're not sure who is who at this yeah. point, but... Everybody is uh, everybody's getting out, and everybody's you know you know you know you've got all your character tropes here. You've got your macho Florida man with carries around his shotgun. Everybody, you, know, you got your ship's doctor, um, but the captain and his crew, um, they, as they're getting acclimated to you know figuring out how this mission's going to go now that they've woken up, they realized about three months or they they were asleep for twenty years, ten days, and like seven hours or something like that. But about I want to say up about three months into the mission, they had received a, 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 a transmission from the Syncam Corporation saying that two people on their ship are not who they say they are. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> exactly. So we've one of them is a crim. One of them they say, or they have two. They say they have two criminals on board. Yeah. Um, and he's like, we'll at the we'll, we'll show their pictures at the end of this transmission. But of course, the transmission gets a is a has been erased like halfway through. Oh yeah, Chris. So we got we got some we got some. Uh, there's a little mystery here. Um, who now now yes. now all our characters they all start like questioning like who it could be. Of course, exactly. But you know, then, the, while the, you know while that's going on, they still got a mission to do. And and also, what's crazy is like the captain's not super worried about it. He's just like been gone for 20 years it's, it's whatever you know like the captain's super nonchalant about it which initially the first time i saw this movie i was like oh is the captain the bad guy is he not really the captain and i'm thinking they'd fucking know if it wasn't their real captain right like yeah yeah, yeah. so i was like well, so i put the kibosh on that but then um they get kind of this alarm that something uh, in one of the uh one of the compartments in the ship like an air duct or something had a, a pipe had burst so our, our our old boy Florida man goes and checks it out, and um, while he's walking through like the corridors of the ship, he's very uneasy. He feels like there's something behind him, and some and um, he turns around and like yells out, "Who's there?" And then later on, like you have a couple other people. 
uh, members of the crew going through, you know, the corridors and you know, they're just doing their work. They're just doing their normal ass work, but they're also like talking and taking bets on who they think is, uh, are the, um, are the criminals and who is, you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, they find his, uh, the, the guy who Florida man, his, uh, his name is Morgan. Uh, they actually find his body. Um, his skin is like purple. He's got, you know, he's just covered. He's just so different looking. Um, but you know, they obviously find his body and he's dead. Um, yeah, the one so time we, he, he was told to leave the shotgun behind, like, you won't need that. <laughs> exactly. Cause it, he left it with our old pal, Dick Barry. Um, but so, but they examine his body and they're like, well, it looks like he's died of Legionnaire's disease. And they're just like, how has that even happened? But it was because of, they found a bunch of bacteria in his lungs. And so what keeps happening here, Cody, is one by one, some of these characters start to drop um, from this bacterial infection. He, the doctor's the next one to go. Yeah, and they and you have um they try to throw some some twists and turns at us. Like every time somebody dies, you see like the cat nearby. Um, yeah, like, it's like did the cat, thinking, right, well, did the cat the... kill him? Like what happened here? Right, was the cat infected by the bacteria? And is the cat like the monster now? It's in the name. The name's Lily Cat. This cat's been um, alive for twenty years without food. This something cat is, is just something is going on. Old, right? <laughs> no one's changed but, um, his litter box. He's pissed. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so what's all? What also start? You start playing the blame game. Is um, Barry is over there. He finds the transmission by just. He's like, you know, I just wanted to look at the computer to see if I had any messages from my family, but I came across this thing. He's like, it's awfully convenient that the uh, the second half of this. Now, meanwhile, at this point in the movie, he's told everybody about nine times he's from the Australian office. So he's from just where? Keep Chris? That I'm in sorry. Mind. He's, I believe he is from the Australian office. Okay, thank you, thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't know this far into the movie, you, you definitely know now. Yeah, it's like he he reminds me of Murano from uh from Parasite, where she was like, "Are you the real Shinichi?" <laughs> and then but she would like, and like, then she would I'm talk. From the Australian office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You couldn't talk without that was saying my it. Shitty like, Austra- exactly. <laughs> And so here's the thing. So he's just like, well, we need to find out who this is. And you start to find out that all of these, um, all of the people on this voyage from this survey team, they wouldn't have known each other prior to them meeting up to go on this trip because they all come from different branches. Uh, you know, like the Australian office, for instance. So they, that's when they kind of realize, well, the two of them can't be like, they can't be in cahoots. You know what I mean? because they 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 wouldn't have known each other so Mm -hmm. what they do is they start checking all they start putting them through like almost like like lie detector tests they start um going through different um they just did a lot of different questionnaires and prying into their past and um you know some of them don't really care for it um specifically uh the one the girl from hong kong i believe her name is dorothy um Oh, of course, she goes off on her own, Chris. And uh... oh yeah, she goes. She goes to. Uh, she goes to sick bay. I think she um, because uh, people have been dying of these lung infections. She actually lays down on a table and, and you know, X-rays her lungs to make sure there's nothing there. Well, Cody, as she gets up from the table, we see these like tentacles come out and like grab her. And uh, well, she's the next one to go. So this this uh, this thing is not just a. Uh... Uh, excuse me. It's not just a uh, a bacteria. This thing has like taken a form, and I want to say we see it actually kill Lily. First of all, 
Yeah, well, it like it, it attacks Lily. I can't remember if it kills Lily or not, but it definitely well, it, like, pulls her through the wall and like just blood everywhere. Yeah, because Lily eventually comes back later. Uh, mm-hmm. Although it was like fucked up and like half robot and got really confusing. Well, that's but <laughs> well, that's the thing because that that wasn't Lily. Uh, Lily, I want to say there was an actual cat named Lily, but then there was this other device or this thing on the ship. At this point, Cody, you know, some people have died off screen. Um, you know, a lot of the there's very few people alive, and they are dropping like flies. Yeah, pretty much. If you're not with the captain, or like, our, if you're yeah. not like, so it was like Jiro, Nancy, of course, our boy Dick Berry, uh, from, fucking from, Dick Berry from the Australian, from the Australian office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're not one of those four, at this point, we're just finding your clothes or your like dead body, well, like. And that's what happens too, Cody. Um, after a certain point, her body just dissolves. They're in sick bay, and the um, as they're leaving sick bay, um, I want to say this is after they found Dorothy's body. Um, as as they're leaving, uh, Morgan his is like his boot falls off the bed, and that's when they find out that there's nothing left of any of the bodies at this point except for their clothes. Mm-hmm. They're just like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, their bodies are um, like disintegrating, basically. Or, yeah, or dissolving, they're or like... dissolving into this bacteria. But again, like all a lot of these guys, like, they're all just dropping like flies at this point. Um, so I want to say at this point, the only person left with medical experience right now is Jiro from the Japanese office, who's been pretty, he's been friendly with Nancy, pretty quiet. But Cody, hold on, this is where they throw the swerve at you. This Jiro kid is the is the murderer who's on loose on this um, on this ship. Chris, and, he's uh, such a nice guy. He is, and you find out why he's a murderer, but also too, you find out who the other imposter is in Cody. It's none other than our boy Dick Barry from the Australian <laughs> office. Now the oh, difference is he's it. not a right. He's not a criminal though. He's a detective who is actually was after him to bring him in. Um. So, real quick, the reason he's a murderer is he was he's a medical student who murdered three drug dealers who he felt were responsible for his sister's death due to a drug overdose. Um, and of course, Barry, Barry, Dick Barry's a cop. He's like basically kind of tells him it's like you know it doesn't matter you you know you there's the law exists for a reason. You're you're a murderer. Granted, yes. You killed for the right reasons, but I have to bring you in to stand trial, right? Like, but, and that's when the captain's just like, you guys should just stop because it doesn't fucking matter. The time you got back, what's up? That's how I felt about this little subplot here. Like, why are we even telling this? Like, why are there imposters on the ship? I don't even... doesn't even matter. Because we find out this is actually a thing. People do what's called time jumping, where if they, they commit a crime, they sneak on board one of these deep space cruisers, and but when they get back to Earth, it's 40, 50 years later. And anybody who cared about the crime, family members, like the statute of limitations, everything is so gone by then, Cody, that they can just and they haven't aged a day. So they can just go back to their murderous ways, um, yeah. which I thought and was the captain, uh, now that part I did think was cool. But I feel mm-hmm. like that should have been in a different movie. Like, that sounds I like, agree. That sounds like a, a, a much more enjoyable movie. No offense to this movie. <sighs> 
Uh, uh, but I want to know about more crime jumpers like hopping on board a ship and like fucking shit up for other I'm people. Saying. But like exactly, it's such a small little thing in this. That mm-hmm. it, it was almost just like a why did why even bother making up that? I, I don't know. It, it was just an odd little the subplot. Captain... Exactly, because the captain just puts the fucking kibosh on it right now. He's like, it's not going to matter. Um, yeah, there are four of you years left. Ago. Like, everyone else on the ship right. is dead right now. <laughs> right, we're dying. Our people are dying. We're, you know, you've been gone for 20 years. By the time you take him back to Earth, no one's going to give a shit. Um, yeah, and we even find out <laughs> that Jiro killed these three drug dealers because he basically blamed them for his sister's for overdose. For his sister, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and that's why Barry had to bring him in, and it's just like, and the captain's just like, it's not gonna matter, but Dick Barry's just like, he fucking handcuffs himself to him, and loses the key, so it's like, well, you're fucking stuck with me, bud. Yeah, well, like, Dick Barry wasted, you know, by the time they, if they make it back to Earth, it's gonna be like 30 years of his life, I guess one criminal that won't even be tried, I get it. Exactly. <laughs> Dick Barry must have had no social life back home, no no wife and kids, because like, I don't think he had anything. Well, though he said he had a family back home, but I think uh, they're gone I wonder now. If his, uh, <laughs> they, they are. Oh yeah, they are. His wife's probably dead, and his children are fucking grown. Um. Oh yeah, we're we're down to basically Dick Barry, Jiro, Nancy, Captain Hamilton. Um, is um, he's got his. Basically, his his bridge crew, Jimmy and Carolyn, basically the communications officer, officer and like the engineer. So, basically, uh, they, the 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 uh, this bacteria is now in creature form, and basically they are face to face with it. And uh, I thought this was really cool because Barry has a uh, has Jimmy has uh, what's his name uh, uh, what's his name Morgan shotgun still. He fires a shot off at the bacteria, but because of how the gravity works on the ship. The recoil knocks him across the fucking room and like breaks all of his ribs. Yeah, he is not having a good time. So, <laughs> yeah, he is not. So, um, but they, you know, they're able to get away from the bacteria. Um, and we have the captain. He takes his old boy Jimmy, and they're like, "Well, we and well, it's Jimmy, Carolyn, and Hamilton. They, I want to say, uh, they they go to make flamethrowers, basically like alien style, right? They're going to use flamethrowers to try to kill this thing, but uh." This is what we were talking about, right? Like, they're with Carolyn, because they're trying to get over to Mother, which is the primary computer on the ship. This is where it starts borrowing heavily from Alien. You have your Mother computer system that controls the ship. Yeah. So, they're on their way to Mother to find out what's going on. And uh, Jimmy and the captain go to build these these ramshackle flamethrowers, and they leave Carolyn by herself. And uh, she's immediately killed, dog. Immediately killed when they leave. And uh, and then Jimmy and Hamilton get separated, and fucking Jimmy is killed next. Flamethrower ain't stop, ain't helping him at all because uh, he finds where where Carolyn was, and of course he goes in and sees the bacteria through the wall. And next thing you know, he's screaming, he's out. So now we're down to basically our final four survivors at this point, Cody. Um, and again, this movie's only an hour long, so it, once the first one dies, it's just back to back to back to back oh, to yeah. back. Once one domino falls, it's just, there's no stopping it. Uh-huh. So, so Captain Hamilton gets into the uh, room where Mother is, and he try, you know, he's trying to figure out, you know, what's, you know, what's going on with the computer. He's asking uh, Mother all these questions, and the Mother won't answer. Mother only answers to the Master, which, in this case, the Master is a 
mechanical replica of Lily's cat, known as Lily Cat. And then cat stands for computerized animal-shaped technological robot. Oh, of course it does, Chris. <laughs> of course it does. Of course it does. Um, so here's so here's what happened when this bacteria came on board. It basically had this ro- this cat basically override the computer, and they wanted to study this bacteria once they once once it was on the ship and they got the sample and they found out what it was. They basically the Syncam Corporation pulled a Wayland Yutani and were like, "We want to. We don't give a fuck about this planet. We want to talk about this shit." Um, and basically getting the bacteria. Um, I want to say getting the bacteria back to Earth or getting it and studying it was more important than all of the lives on the ship. Yeah, pretty pretty fucked up. Um, yeah, yeah. It seemed like they just they all they cared about was this bacteria that had gotten on the ship. Um, yeah, just, so just made it. It's just got a little confusing with the Lily Cat and Lily the Cat. It <laughs> just a weird. Just, the the movie is just odd, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and and here's where it gets kind of breakneck, right? Like the bacteria has kind of killed all the human life. It is spreading throughout everywhere in the ship except for the bridge and the engine. I want to say the the engine room because again of, of the of like the the gravitational pull and what's ha- like the the atmosphere in these rooms. The bacteria just can't get through there. Um, so, but also too. We also find out here, because we're, we're about to come to the end of Dick Barry here. He actually still is pretty pissed off at um, at Jiro for killing those drug dealers because his, his, him and his police unit were so close to shutting down that drug ring. But And he was, he, he was in line for a promotion, but the, uh, the murders stopped that, that shutdown from happening, and uh, old Dick Barry never got his promotion, so... He still has a, he still has it out for our old boy Jiro here, so that's why he's decided to stay handcuffed to him just to just to really fuck with him at this point. Yeah, he, he missed out on a one dollar raise, Chris. And now he he wasted twenty years chasing this kid down. That's right. He's just that old fucking hard boiled detective that lost his wife and kids to the job. Now, correct me if I'm but, wrong. Isn't it after this where they actually have like their face to face running with this? Oh, big face-to-face running, and this thing is massive, and it's basically, like, ripping up the ship behind them. So they're trying to get to the main bridge. Um, While fleeing from this thing, uh, our boy Dick Barry actually got infected, Um, and he he all of a sudden just starts, like, he starts, like, clutching his chest and groaning, and then his body just dissolves, leaving nothing but his clothes there. So he goes to, and he goes up through, like, the vent, uh, to basically, I guess, join with the rest of this bacteria. So old Dick Barry is dead. You also find out Dick Barry had the fucking handcuff keys in his pocket this whole time. That son of a bitch. That's right, Chris. Out of respect, and, out of, of, still de- yeah, out of respect for him, he uh, decides to not undo his side of the handcuff. I was like, uh, dog, I'd have uh, taken those handcuffs <laughs> off with the fucking quickness. Yeah, uh, but out of out of respect for him, he didn't. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. sure, <laughs> whatever, buddy. So basically, uh, so at this point. Hero's ready to kill himself. Nancy's ready to fucking pack it in. The captain's the only one who's just like, whatever, dude. The captain's so like, the captain's a real man's man. <laughs> this is because this is where the captain. Of course, Chris, because he just has a space shuttle. <laughs> dude, because the captain's like two hundred fucking years old, right? He's like, it's fine. There's a way. We we can still get out of this, guys. 
I have a uh, I have a shuttle that we can get out of here on. This is where and and you called it because like the captain goes and uh he they have to destroy the ship. They're gonna they're gonna like release the hydrogen from the engine, and he's basically gonna set it on fire and just just destroy just basically burn the bacteria because fire works very effectively against this bacteria. Yeah. So basically, he's on a suit. He he tells them to get to the shuttle and he's gonna go to the engine room. You know, d- light the hydrogen up and. When he gets to the engine room, somehow the bacteria has gotten in there, and the bacteria starts to take its toll on him. But before he can die, he gets the hydrogen open, he flicks the lighter, and uh, while that the, the shuttle heads out of the sh- out of the main ship, the ship behind him starts to explode. But Cody, hold on, bacteria has latched itself onto the shuttle. Oh no! I know why. And uh, so. Not just any bacteria either, Chris. This is bacteria that has been formed and fused with our boy Dick Barry from the Australian. Oh, dude, he he just wants to let this shuttle know he is from the fucking Australian office. Yeah, and by the way, this bacteria has grown to the size basically of this space shuttle. It is massive at this point. Um, oh, they uh, but they they had obviously now. Sorry, I'm uh, the brown sugar's talking now, but um, oh, that's all right. They had obviously made it to the planet they were trying to survey, and they were woken up. So, they're on the shuttle. They're heading down to this planet that they don't fucking know what's down there. So, it's just Hero and Nancy, they, they've set course to just go through the atmosphere of this planet, and their hope is to burn up the bacteria in the atmosphere. Well, Cody, it works, so far as far as we know, because the movie kind of ends right after this. <laughs> yeah, it just... They, they go through the atmosphere. We don't get to see, you know, they could have landed in, I, I don't know, Chris, they could have landed in Jurassic Park and just gotten oh, eaten exactly. by dinosaurs 10 seconds later. Um, exactly. Yeah. We don't know what happens to them. They just, we all, we know they just have a, he, he definitely wants to slap them cheeks when they get down there. Um, but the, the, uh, after a nice grand showing of all of like their friends and the bacteria, just all of them kind of, and the bacteria like wasting away. They go into the atmosphere. He has his little one-liner and like, sup, girl? And uh, roll credits. That's it. Yep. Movie's over. That is the film. Um, it really it really wasn't a bad watch. Um, if it would have been any longer, I might have been like, okay, we can probably mm-hmm. sign this thing off at, at any point. Um, sure. And, well, and I think the only gripe I have with it being so short is most of the cast just dies off screen. Yeah, which is a little unfortunate. Um, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, like you, you really call it like almost ninety percent of the cast that dies is off screen. Um, yeah, like really, which, you which, you I see guess, the moment where they're just like, oh, and you hear them scream, and then their body's dead or gone. Which in some in some movies it works, like if it's like a mystery, like murder or something like that. But yeah. usually at the end they kind of go back and they're like, oh, you know, Colonel Mustard did it with the candlestick in here, or you know, however it goes. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. But in this, they're just dead. Or whoever gets that off-screen death is maybe a character who was with the group at first. They went to engineering, or they went to go do something, and they don't find like a Samuel L. Jackson in Jurassic Park, right? Like you hadn't seen you, he was a at the beginning of the movie. You hadn't seen his character for a while, and the next thing you see is his arm draped over fucking uh, what's her name in the uh, in the power room, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with off-screen deaths like that, but it was just like. These characters were just dead. 
And we hadn't would, even really had a chance to know him yet. Or they would like look at the camera and be like, "Oh, oh," yeah, and then, <laughs> and then they're gone. Yeah, um, exactly. Which I guess I think I think they're getting that from like the thing, because um, obviously this yeah. movie took heavy inf- inspiration from like the thing and Alien, and, you know, <laughs> all the, of those survival group of guys. They're not all gonna live type movies, right? Creature feature type movies, which I love. I love those kind of movies. I love. I'm presented with a cast of like, especially in like real movies, it's like pseudo celebrities and like, I have like one or two big name actors, but like the rest of them are like, oh, hey, there's like a a pro wrestler or like an NBA player or a musician, someone who doesn't really have acting chops. And they were like, they'd be fun to put in this kind of movie, like horror movies, right? Like, like the, like the way you see, like, I don't know, like Trey songs was in a a Texas chainsaw massacre movie, right? Like shit like that. Right. (laughs) Chris, I actually watched a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie last night. It was so what, the the Netflix one, the new one. N- not not the new one. No, I saw that one uh, like okay. a week and a half ago. Uh, hey, this that was one sucked too. This was the Michael Bay 2003 reboot, I believe. Oh, the the one with fucking uh with uh with Jessica Biel in it. With Jessica Biel, yeah. Uh, oh. Also terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> the decisions like they make in the... that movie just make this movie look like like they they the followed re- all the good rules like. The reason that movie's so good, Cody, is because it has my man R. Lee Emery playing the sheriff. Oh man, what a dick. He is that, that just... guy is so he's so fucking funny. Oh, I yeah. love him in everything he's in. He's dead now, but I I love him in everything that he's in. Yeah, and he and he plays a great role as the sheriff, but man, what an asshole. Oh, he's such movie. an asshole. <laughs> oh man. Which I mean a lot of his roles, so you know, good. he plays like that role very well. Like just being an he's ass. the he's like he he is, is the fucking boot camp drill sergeant off Full Metal Jacket, yeah, right? Yeah. He is that guy in every, in everything. Yeah. Except he's great in... Sa- I don't know if you ever seen the movie Saving Silverman. Yep. Yep. He's the fucking coach in that, and I love him in that movie. Yeah, just a... He's a great actor. Uh, or was a great Absolutely. actor, I should say. Um, Rest in peace, Arlie Emery. Yeah, we could have used an Arlie Emery in this uh, in this film here. <laughs> Instead, we got Captain Mike Hamilton, who was just as good. Yeah, he's no Arlie Emery, but a little less vulgar, of course. Um, yeah, I I just wish I don't know. I feel like the subplot with like um, Dick Barry and <laughs> Jiro was kind of unneeded, and it made me more interested in like the, the these criminals that are you know time jumping or time skipping, whatever you want to call it. Um, Mm-hmm. I feel like that could have been a totally different movie that would have been also interesting. Like, yeah, I feel like that was there an was idea. potential for a pretty crazy movie here for sure. Yeah, and you know maybe if it got a longer runtime, they could have expanded on that more. There could have been you know a couple different criminals, and then they're causing issues, and then the monster also attacks. I don't know. I just wish there was a little bit more to that story, or just cut it. Um, I'll say this: if there was any old anime that I think was very due for a remake. Or some sort, maybe reboot this as like a mini series or an OVA. I think this would be a prime candidate for an update. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind that at all. Maybe do like a little, like, I don't know, like a five episode or six episode little short thing or something like that. Yeah, yeah, really just flesh out the characters, you know, maybe tight, uh, button up that ending. Uh, give us some more Dick Barry from the Australian office. We we all, we all need more Dick. <laughs> uh, with that, Chris, we gotta add this to our uh, to our rankings. So let me pull up. Yeah, our, yeah. Pull up the movie rankings here. Um, yeah, I know exactly where this is going. 
All right, so this is our 27th movie, believe it or not, yeah. that we have reviewed on the podcast. And Indeed. for me, where did my mouse go? I have lost my mouse, Chris. This is terrible. Here we are. I found the mouse. All right. Um, <laughs> let me see. I, I'm going to put the... It's going to be pretty low. I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is going to be my new number 21. My list. Okay. Um, You're actually really... It's really close to where mine's going to be as well. Um, it's going to be a little bit higher. But yeah, we're in the same ballpark. Yeah, I'm gonna put, I think everything above it is just better. It's going to be 21. It's going to be above the Eden of the East films, the Seven Deadly Sins films, uh, My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission, which now that I look at it, might have to go up a little. Uh, maybe I was a little uh, too I, harsh on that. I wasn't. I still didn't like that movie. Uh, and it's just going to be right above Demon City Shinjuku. Um, it's funny. That's exactly where mine is. Right above Demon City Shinjuku on my it, list, which would make it my new number 20, I think. And Demon City Shinjuku did the same thing where, like, it tried to add, like, more subplot. Like, with mm -hmm. that, I don't even remember who the character was, and it's been so long since we watched it. Mm -hmm. But they added in, like, another character at the end that didn't really matter that much. And mm -hmm. then at the end, he's like, I'll see you guys later. And like, uh, roll credits. And it's like, who even are you? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, mine's, it's going to be in between Vampire Hunter D, the original, and Demon City Shinjuku. That is exactly where mine is, Cody. Oh, okay, perfect. 100% exactly where mine is. Okay, so on your list, you just have Afro Samurai Resurrection uh, lower than I have it. That's the only... Yeah, because that movie sucks, too. <clears throat> I would say the bottom of our list is pretty pretty close, to be honest. Um, yeah. So it'll be your new number 20? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and again, it's not because... And I really enjoyed Lily Cat. I think it's just a great, fun hour watch. It's a great movie to throw on. It's just background noise. Um, I just think everything on our list above it is just a better movie. Yeah, like, I think Lily Cat I would rather watch than, like, something like Demon City Shinjuku. Even oh. probably... No, I can't say that. I almost said more than Vampire Hunter D, but that... Oh, okay, here we go. I would rather watch this than Afro Samurai Resurrection. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know, just because it's else. cheesy and, and, like... You, you you know what you're getting yourself into when you watch this movie, like. And I still would rather watch this than My Hero Academia: World Heroes Mission. Yeah, I, I can agree with that, Chris. Yeah, yeah I, just, I just did not like it. Did not like it. We were just so hyped for it. The, the hype was too real for that movie, unfortunately. It was. It, it, it did not. It had less cross-country fucking buddy comedy and would have had more of like. That for, the first five minutes of that movie was more like the first like thirty-five minutes. Oh, it would have been so much better. What's weird is that movie or that character. I don't even remember his name. Um, oh, fuck that guy. He's like beloved in Japan. Like he's like top ten on all. Like they always do like the weekly wow. like top ten My Hero Academia polls and things like that. How? How? Dude, he's like up there with like. Todoroki and like Bakugo and I'm like oh fuck what off what did y'all watch like it just doesn't make sense to me um, oh man I guess I'm just not fucking weeb enough to understand <laughs> that one boys give it a few more years Chris I'll, <laughs> you, you'll I be guess. nice and nice and weebed up but uh I got fucking guess yeah that is Lily Cat um <clears throat> and now of course next week uh, we we delayed High Rise Invasion um so we could watch just a, a single movie so we could you know, get through our hangovers and uh, mm -hmm. our partying this past weekend in Orlando. Um, so now we're circling back to High Rise Invasion, um, another Netflix show that you can very easily, very accessible to everybody. Uh, I believe it has 12 episodes. I believe so. 
cool. I believe that is correct. So it'll be just a one shot, knock it out in one go. Yeah, and this came out last year. Um, I, I I've seen it on Netflix. I've just never. I believe my roommate watched it. Um, I just yeah, never... I'm I'm curious about it. I don't yeah. know anything really about it other than it looks cool. Yeah, I've never. I have no idea about it other than it has 12 episodes. It came out last year, so we're gonna do that all in one go. Obviously, next Thursday we'll cover that. So if you guys want to follow along, just watch High Rise Invasion on Netflix. And uh, which means, Chris, we gotta have ourselves another poll. And um, yeah, dude, I'm ready. Yeah, we're just gonna go ahead and go with back-to-back shows here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we can really sink our teeth into. So I'll let you take. I'll let you take the reins first here. And so the shows I'm nominating this week, it's we're, we're both kind of doing an oldie and a new one. So I'm gonna start with my new one. It's on Netflix. It's um, it's called Super Crooks. Um, I don't know what I don't know much about the anime, but I know that it's based on a graphic novel. I believe it's a Mark Miller graphic novel. Uh, same guy who did like Kick Ass and stuff like that. And what I know about the graphic novel is that this is basically like a team of villains, and you have a villain who's basically like bad guy Batman. Um, it's really really cool, and they just you know they they pull off like these crazy heists, and it's it's just really really cool. Um, so I'm really excited to watch that. Um, and that came out this year, honestly, um, if I'm not mistaken. Then my other one, Cody, you know, an oldie but a goodie. I am nominating Gundam Wing, one of my Toonami favorites from when I was in high school. And most people really, really like Gundam Wing. It's not like the best Gundam. It's one of the best series. I would say that's the Gundam I've definitely been suggested the most and i've heard the most about um and i'm sure i've caught it's the it. most accessible at least in my opinion other than like the original the original gundam series i think wing is the most accessible yeah and i've always heard like you know you know good things about gundam wing um and I, i'm sure i've caught a few episodes just and watching toonami and passing and things like that um and it's got one of my favorite anime characters of all time mr trey's kushranada love that love that one yeah. of my favorite those are yours, and then I'm going to be nominating, like you said, we're each doing an oldie and a newbie, and uh, my newbie, I'm going to go with Darwin's Game. It's another one of those Netflix animes that you just see the, the initial image, and I'm like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like how Parasite and Erased were, and those were pretty good overall. Yeah. Uh, Erased, obviously, Absolutely. much better um, Parasite, but, that, you know, nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. And then uh, for my oldie, I'm going with Fooly Cooly, Chris. Hurry, curry! FLCL. I uh, haven't Hell watched. Yeah. Haven't watched it in years and years and years. Um, there's an anime. Know of it, but I've never watched it. I've seen like bits and pieces of an episode, but I don't know much about it. Yeah, I watched the initial. I believe back in the day it was only six episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it also got a re. I think it got a new, like a new reboot thing. Let me double check here. Mm-hmm. Or I get too far ahead of myself. Not to be confused with the show reboot. That's right. Yeah, so the original television series was six episodes, and then oh. there's another... Yeah, no, no, okay. Original was six episodes, and then in 2018, they released another six episodes, and then mm-hmm. looks like they released another six episodes. So uh, the original aired, like, I want to say like 2000. Okay. The, the original is old, old. Um, I, I say old, old. Mm. Not to show our age here, Chris, but oh, it's, uh, the year it's, 2000 was 22 years ago. <laughs> that's fucking wild to me, by sad, the way. Sad as that sounds. Um, yeah, just a funny little, little lighthearted romp. 
Um, but I, I've yeah. never seen the other ones, so I mean, this might this might be my go-to of anime that I've seen that I can keep nominating until it eventually makes there it through. Because I tried it with Angel Beats, and Angel Beats I don't think has received a vote since I put it on like five different polls. So. Oh wow! We're gonna <laughs> so I'll be nominating Darwin's Game, Fooly Cooly. You'll be nominating Super Crooks and Gundam Wing if you guys want to vote yeah. for that. You can head over to our Twitter page. Just type in Shonen and Suds will pop up. You'll recognize the logo, of course. And uh, get your votes in now. And, uh, yeah, just check out High Rise Invasion. We'll be covering that next week, like I said, also on Netflix. Um, yeah. I just it. need to know if anybody in High Rise Invasion is from the Australian office. Chris, I sure hope so. <laughs> I hope you realize... Anytime now, when I refer to Chris Matiski when it comes to Final Fantasy trading card game, I'm going to refer to him now as Chris Matiski from the Australian office. That's right. <laughs> oh, Dick Barry. Damn Old you. DB, baby. Not to be confused with DZ, Dolph Ziggler. We got DB, Dick Barry, the show-off himself. That's right, and for all our wrestling fans out there, I know they're celebrating Dolph Ziggler's NXT title. Um, That's right. Don't forget he was that, in the ring with Dick Barry, though. He wouldn't have got it. Don't forget that he slept with CM Punk's wife. And, uh... <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> all right, Chris. Well, that, that's all I got for this week. You got anything else before we wrap this thing up? No, that is all I got. I'm really excited to dive into High Rise Invasion. So, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm excited. All right, guys. I am Cody Snodgrass. I am Chris Adams. And thank you, thank you, as always, for taking your time to listen to some Shonen and Suds. Sipping on some suds, chilies, two for one, all day long in Florida. <laughs>